Hebrews chapter 12, starting with verse 14. And the word of the Lord reads, pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Uh, for those of you that just don't do this new version too well, King James says, follow peace with all men and holiness without with no man shall see the Lord. First 15 is, is our concentrated verse for today. Looking carefully lest anyone fall short of the grace of God. Lest any root of bitterness springing call up causes trouble. And by this many become defiled. I'm still in our toxic emotion series, um, and today I want to talk about winning the battle against bitterness. Winning the battle against bitterness. Father God, we stand here now as an empty vessel, God. Fill us up with your word and your power. God, to make the anointing in this place applicable for preaching. Use us to, the glo to thy glory. And God, break the yoke of bitterness because of your word. Set us free, God, for all of the stuff that we've been holding and, and all of the animosity we've been keeping. And God, we'll be careful to give you the glory. The first and the last dance belongs to you. And we give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of God. Winning the battle against bitterness. Bitterness is the smoldering, lingering ashes of rage, unforgiveness, and ongoing hostility. Bitterness is what's left over after you were mad as hell. It's a difference between being mad and mad as hell. No, pastor is not cursing. No, no, no. The difference is there is an anger that you get once someone steps on your toe or, or something like that. But there's another type of show out anger. There's a mad part that, you know, you lose all sensibility. That old Holy Ghost character that you're displaying right now quickly leaves you. And a show out spirit takes over. Oh, y'all familiar with the show out spirit. That's the one when you get in the middle of the store and you're not moving until the tie man come. The tie man is the manager. Uh, is there somebody higher than you? Oh, you know, when you embarrass everybody that came to the store with you and they start tipping to the car while you clowning in the store. They take the keys just in case the police take you away. It wasn't but over a dollar and 50 cent worth of change. But you done torn this whole place out. Now you used to say you'll blow it up until they started kicking you to jail for terroristic threats. So you frame your words a little better than that and say, I will turn this place out. Well, you know, yeah, it'd be some smoke in the city. Yeah, y'all understand. Yeah, 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 but Many of us have experienced hurt 
and anger to the point where now it has burned down to bitterness. I don't know. I don't know if I'm in the right room or not, but there might be somebody in here who suffered abuse or some sort of betrayal. There may be somebody in here who your close friend has betrayed you. You, you told them your, your secret secret and found out your secret secret is not secret anymore because they've gone and, and, and told all your business to everybody else. Maybe somebody cheated you out of your money or borrowed money from you and never paid it back. I'm just sorry. Sometimes that can cause bitterness. I don't know. Maybe you've had somebody that you gave the important money to. You know, important money is if I got five or $10, I'll let you borrow that. Even though I want my money back, I might not get it all right. I can lose that. But when I let you borrow my rent money, because you told me that Monday at 3 o'clock, you're going to bring me my money back here because my rent due Tuesday at 1 o'clock. And Monday come and I can't find you on that same phone that you've been calling, blowing mine up with. I go by your house and you're not there. I go by your job. You didn't show up to work. I need my money. You know, uh, well, what happened to being saved? I am, but I need my money. And, and I'm going to take my money out your hand or out your behind one. Either way, I'm going to get my money. And, and maybe somebody has messed with your money and caused you to be bitter. Maybe you've had a spouse or a significant other who crushed you because they had a secret life. Maybe you weren't the only one on the menu. Hmm. Perhaps someone is reeling from the pain of being trampled by people you trusted. No matter who you are or where you come from, you might just be bitter. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to ask a question, though. I'm a Christian, but they did me wrong. Uh, I'm saved, sanctified. Filled with the Holy Ghost, but fire baptized, running for my life. Yeah. But they dog me out. What do you do when bitterness feels good? I know, I know they don't ask that question in church because that's not the church thing to say. But what do you do when you feel justified in how you feel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're guilty of the offense. As a matter of fact, how do you expect me to feel when I was raped? How do you expect me to feel when, when I was taken apart and, and I was ravished or I was lied on or I was cheated or I was beaten or I was abused? How do you expect me to feel? My bitterness gives me solace. 
My bitterness is the only way I could possibly get back at them for what they did to me. Yes, I've been praying for them. I pray that God kill them in their sleep. praying for them. I've been praying that somebody sprinkle them in honey and dip them in a bed of fire ants and let them sit there for about two or three days and then just before they about to give out the ghost, lift them up out them fire ants and then go throw them in a pit of snakes. Yeah, I've been praying for them. I've been praying that I lose about four pair of my shoes and they behind. And then I'm the one that got to surgically remove them shoes from their behind. I've been praying for. What do you do when bitterness feels all right? You've been plotting revenge for 20 years. You've been trying to figure out how I'm going to get them Negroes back. How am I going to fix them? Your day has been occupied about what they did to you. Cut to mighty. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I'm talking to you. Verse 15 of our text says, looking carefully lest anyone fall short of the grace of God. Read this. Lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble. And by this, many Do You see, the enemy is trying to involve us in detrimental repetition. This is the process of rehearsing your hurt. Voluntarily reliving the offense until it becomes as fresh today as it was when it was afflicted. I got a get mad problem. I can only stay mad for 15 minutes. It gets, can I be honest? It gets on my nerves. If I'm mad at her, I at least want to be mad two, three days. I need to cuss her out in my mind about three or four different times. But after 15 minutes, I'm, it's over. I'm not mad no more. Y'all, y'all, I know y'all trying to be super spiritual, but I ask God, why can't I be mad just a few more minutes? He won't let me. I want to bust her in the head to the white meat. I'm just sorry. Sometimes, oh yeah, see, that's why I'm standing up here being real, because you won't. Sometimes jail and hell are the two things that keep you from doing some things you done thought about doing. And, and, and almost, that, that depends on the offense. And the thing is, the thing is, when you relive and rehearse the offense, it, it builds it back up. And you feel the same hurt as you did. Even, yeah, I don't know. Just don't, uh, this is a, a, a public question for private answer. 
ever almost forgot that it happened to you and had to struggle to try to remember all the events of it? And you spent time trying to remember what happened. I mean, energy. You spent energy. Now, they slapped me on my right side or my left side. I don't remember, but I remember that thing hurt. And, and yeah, that was, it was my right side. If I could find them now, I'd bust them, I'd kill them. We rehearse. And the root of bitterness grows in the soil of hurt that has not been dealt with. Roots absorb nutrients. And when they absorb the nutrients, they store them and feed whatever they are connected to. And whether it's a flower or a weed, it causes it to grow. And so what we have done is we get in some dirt and have not dealt with the dirt. And so now the dirt is feeding who we are. And we grow up to be that neighbor that's sitting next to you that don't nobody like in church. Because you always keeping up stuff about everybody else because you planted in the wrong type of dirt. You talking good. The heart will store hurt, anger, hatred, thoughts of revenge. Feeding the weeds of bitterness that's trying to choke the very life out of you. You can't appreciate the good thing because you're dwelling on the bad so much. Some of you, uh, I'm sorry. Yes, Lord, I tell them. Some of you have thrown away good relationships because you're bitter about the bad one. Some of you dogged out some good friends. Trying to get back vicariously at the bad one. Some good people have suffered some viciousness from you. Because you were trying to punish somebody else. That's enough beating up on me, Pastor. Now help me. How do I battle bitterness? Number one. Say number one. Yeah, yeah you there. Check out your attitude about the situation. Check out your attitude about the situation. All deadly emotions to some extent derive from our attitudes. And that is something that you can control. Look at your, no, don't look at nobody. Put your hand on yourself and says, I I say, excuse me, I say, say, excuse me, I apologize. Say, I I can control control my own attitude. attitude. Say it again, because you thought you were lying to you. Say, I I can control control my own attitude. attitude. One more time, just in case you were deaf in your left ear. Say, I I can control control my own own attitude. attitude. You can choose how you feel about stuff. Name but to it. I'm preaching this. Then I got the mic. You can control how you feel about stuff. 
Charles Swindle says this, attitude keeps me going or cripples my progress. It fuels my fire or assaults my hope. Jesus said, I told you what Charles said, but Jesus said, forgive them for they know what bitterness is weakened when we choose to give the person credit for innocent ignorance. I'll say that again. Bitterness is weakened when we choose to give a person credit for innocent ignorance. I'll show you what I mean. Somebody does something to hurt you and you just got to say, you know what? You just didn't even know no better. You know, I would try to get mad at you, but you know what? You ain't got since God gave a billy goat, so I, I'm just going to let this slide because you just don't know. You, you don't realize how your actions have affected me. You really don't. You really don't. And whether the, rather than waste this time and energy and life trying to be hold a grudge against you and to be bitter with you, I'm just going to do like Jesus and say, Father, forgive Wait, wait, hold on. Well, hold on. I said this in another message. When Jesus told, told God to forgive them, he wasn't off the cross. Jesus didn't wasn't resurrected when he said it. They was whipping Jesus and nailing him to the cross when he said, forgive them. So in the middle of your pain, you got to be able to wipe it off as innocent ignorance. You got to check your attitude. Now, the other thing you got to do is check in with your real self. I'm not talking about the one you brought this morning on Sunday. I'm talking about the cussing you that comes in on Monday afternoon about 3.45. That one that shows up and clocks in. You need to check in with your real self. You got to realize that you have been somebody's unintentional enemy. You have hurt somebody, whether knowingly or unknowingly. You have done, so yes, you and your sweet, precious self have jacked somebody up in your lifetime. And the grace that you needed them to give you you need to be able to give that same grace to somebody else. Oh, I didn't get no amens right there. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Colossians 3 and 13 says, Bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ did what? Forgave you. Read the rest. You are going to have to let it go. But when you check with yourself, you realize you ain't as pretty as you think. And somebody had to have grace on your behalf. I feel like preaching right in here. Somebody had to look over your mess, had to deal with your ignorance. And just like they did with you, you're going to have to learn how to do with somebody else. Oh, you need some more Bible. Luke 11 and 4 says, and forgive us our sins 
as we forgive those who in other words God don't forgive me until I forgive somebody else God don't hear me oh because uh, another scripture says if you got a problem with your brother leave your gift at the altar go with them and straighten it out then you come back so God don't even receive my stuff until I get it right That was point number one. Point number two says, start a conversation with your soul. In the 21st century, it's very easy now to talk to yourself. Answer. Answer. That's why a lot of people got a bunch of questions because they ain't answered the ones they asked themselves very easy. We got Bluetooth technology. We got earphones that look like earpieces. So you can ride effortlessly and talk out loud to nobody but you and fool everybody that's passing by. Think about it. It used to be a time when you would see people going, yeah, and, and nobody's around and you'd be looking at them like, just put an earpiece in your ear. You ain't got to cut it on. It might not even work. Just put it in your ear and walk around and talk to yourself. We have to learn how to openly communicate with your heart. You got to learn how to talk to yourself. I know that sounds crazy. I know, but I'm going to prove to you that people in the Bible talk to themselves. Okay, I'll show you. Psalm 42 and 5, this is David. David didn't whisper this to himself. He openly said it to himself. He says, why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? David had to ask himself, why do I feel like I do about this? Why am I allowing this to continue to steal my joy? Why am I responding to this fool the way I am? You're not supposed to call nobody a fool. I don't know who I'm talking to, so I just put fool in there. Y'all, some of y'all said something much worse. Why, 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 why? Why? Why am I taking myself through all this drama? You got to ask yourself. You got, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, have I put too much trust in people and things? You got to ask yourself. Most of us in this room have been hurt because we've gone, we have been guilty of going to questions looking for answers. I'm coming to you for trust, and you having trust issues. I'm going to a question for an answer. I want to stop drinking, so I go to a drunk. I 
I'm going to a question for an answer. Think about it. Think about it in your own life. You have gone to some people for, with emotional questions. And they gave you more questions than you brought to them. You came looking for trust and found untrustworthy people. That's why you left your last church. You came with questions about love to people who didn't have none. You came looking for hope to the hopeless. That's why David had to answer himself, Philip. He asked the question, why uh, my soul? What's wrong with my soul? What's wrong with me? Why I'm feeling this way? Why I'm carrying this burden? Why am I carrying this bitterness? Then he says, you know what? I got the answer. Hope thou in God. Hope thou in God. Man means well, but man will let you down. I agree with whatever mother or whatever whoever said in the women's meeting because I wasn't here about growing up. You just got, it don't matter who like you and who don't. It don't. I know we all want friends. Friends, not many of us have them. Friends, ones you can depend on. My New York people know that. Who didn't? For those of you that don't know old school. As much as we like to have friends, uh, people will let you down. Oh, well, I got to throw a pin in that since I got on the friends, my Mary. If you want friends, you got to first show yourself. I can't befriend you if you look like you've been sucking on lemons every time you come in. Yo, would y'all's got so much wind in them, if you blew out, the next hurricane would start. I don't know who you are from day to day. You happy today, you mad tomorrow. You good today, you not tomorrow. You up today, you down tomorrow. You making me seasick. Just get one way and stay there. The miracle of Peter and the water was that God gave him stability on something that was moving. But that was a miracle. In the natural, if you if you always moving, I can't stand on you. If we want to win the battle, I got to let y'all go home. If you want to win the battle against bitterness, you must first check your attitude about the situation. And secondly, you must have a conversation with your soul. Finally, you got to have yourself a pep rally. Psalm 42 and 5 says, For I shall yet 
praise him for the help of his countenance. David found out that a good praise will take the bite out of business. Praising the hurt away is as simple as changing prepositions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, you have lived your life up to this point saying they hurt you on purpose. But you're going to have to learn how to change the definitions and say they hurt me for purpose. Oh, yeah. When you come to the realization that all things work together for the good of them that love God and are the call according to his purpose, then you can praise God for the purpose behind the pain. Now, I'm teaching this message, but I'm at a good preaching spot right about here. Yeah, yeah, go on the E-flat. I think I'm right, right there. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm in a good spot here because you really, really have a reason to praise God. I know you don't feel like it. I know you can go back and rehearse all of the hurt that's been going on in your life. But I came to tell somebody you got a reason to praise God. I know I wasn't supposed to who right here, but I'm at a good preaching part right here. Because when I look back over my life, if I were to add up all of the people who have done me wrong, if I were to take account of all of the people who have mistreated me and abused me, I'll spend the rest of my life in bitterness. But when I think about how good God has been in the midst of the pain, then I got a reason to praise God. I came to tell somebody that no matter what's been going on on the outside of your life, God has been working on the inside of your life. When all things on the outside got topsy-turvy, God was on the inside giving you peace. When you were locked on the outside, God was renewing you on the inside. I came to tell you, just like David, David said, I will yeah, praise God. Yes, y'all excuse me here. I'm going on to my seat, but I came to tell somebody that you got a yeah, praise deep down on the inside. If you would pull out your yeah, praise, you would have a remedy for your bitterness. But the first thing you got to do, you got to make up in your mind, I'm not carrying this offense no more. I'm going to have to make a declaration that I'm not carrying what folk did to me on my back no more. That's why you're way down, because you're carrying unforgiveness on your back. That's why you're way down, because you're carrying bad feelings on your back. But I dare somebody to make up in your mind, get off me. You're not going to weigh me down no more. Yeah, yeah, well, daddy. Since they done put me in my key, I may as well finish. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm on my way, on my way home. But I came to tell somebody, you need to get bitterness off your back. Do I have anybody in the room who's been dealing with all types of bitterness? Maybe you were raped. Maybe you were abused. Maybe you were mistreated. Maybe you were done wrong. But I came to tell you, yeah, yeah. I came to tell you, get it off you. And how can you get it off you? Lift the praise up. Yeah, somebody give me one of those cloths. Yeah, let me show you what happened. Come on up here, Mr. Hunt. Drape me like James Brown. You got this, all of this mess all over you. You're being down. You can't look up because you've been carrying other people's offense. Some of y'all mad with some of others because of something they did to them. You weren't even there. You didn't have nothing to do with it. But you're carrying the offense. You're weighing yourself down with a whole bunch of junk. Well, the way to get off the weight is to throw your hands up. If you throw your hands up, everything that was on you is going to fall off you. I dare you throw your hands up. Give God praise. Yeah. Yeah. Give it up. Get off me. I got too much to do. Get it off me. I got too far to go.